ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا انه من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله بلغ الرساله وادى الامانه ونصح الامه وكشف الغمه وتركنا على المحاجة البيضاء اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا وحبيبنا وقدوتنا ونور اعيننا محمد بن عبد الله وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the gracious, the merciful. I bear witness that there is no deity worthy of worship and adoration, bowing and prostration, except Allah, the creator, source, and sustainer, and nourisher of the heavens and the earth. And I bear witness that Prophet Muhammad وسلم, is his final messenger. Rasulullah says in a beautiful hadith, drawing our attention to the virtue and beauty of this day, the day of Friday, where he says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in the Min Afdali Ayyamikum Yawmu Jumu'ah, that amongst the best days for you is the day of Friday, Fihi Khuliqa Adam, wa Fihi Qubad. It's a day in which our Prophet, our father, Prophet Adam, Alayhi Salam, was created, and it's on the day of Friday that he was taken away. He, he departed from this life. Back to Allah Azza wa Jal, and it's the day on which uh, the blow and the trumpet takes place. It's a, it's a day in which the day of judgment is summoned, essentially, and commences. So the Prophet says, make mention of me, make salah upon me abundantly, abundantly make salah on the Prophet for your salah upon me is presented to me. So let us say right now, Allahumma salli wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Allahumma salli wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad. May Allah send his peace and prayers upon Prophet Muhammad sallallahu He's telling us that our salah on him is presented to him. He's aware of it, he hears it. And he's aware of all of us right now, he's present. He's present indeed. But it's a hadith in which he is really drawing our attention to the beauty of this day. Friday is special in our Islamic tradition. It's a day in which we see ourselves, here we are gathered, what a blessing. From Allah Azza wa Jal, the Prophet says, whoever cleanses themselves, washes themselves at home and comes early to Jum'ah, comes early to Jum'ah and makes an effort to sit close to the, to the khatib, to listen, and they don't speak, they don't make noise, they don't get distracted while they're listening, they're just paying attention. The Prophet says, they shall have their word of a year, a year of fasting and standing up at night, all for you. Just to be here present today early and looking forward to the reward of Allah on the blessed day of Friday. <laughs> Interestingly enough and ironically enough, in our American culture, this day of Friday that comes right after Thanksgiving is the most interesting day of the year. And it's the most ironic, and it can be the most insane. To the point where it's, where it's literally called Black Friday. And I'm thanking Allah that on Black Friday, we're here to enjoy this beautiful, blissful Friday that the Prophet ﷺ spoke about. We witnessed the most incredible things on this Black Friday that is a testament to what happens to the human being when they lose their minds. When they don't have focused attention on what is beautiful, literally a day after, 
and day after, people have expressed gratitude. We're reminded to sit with their families and express gratitude for what they have. And indeed said, oh God, we're thankful to you for this bite of food, for our families and everything that you've given us. And we're aware of it literally hours after. People rush in a mad rush, right? To literally buy and spend money they don't have to get things they don't need. We're literally, according to the statistics, over $50 billion are spent in those couple of days. Literally. But what's amazing is when you witness how people are doing it and how they really lose their minds in the process. Literally, last night, there were people lined up, lined up, camping out, waiting for that sale, sale right? To literally beat up another human being, willing, and, and literally, this is not an exaggeration, people beat, beat each other up. Push and shove as they rush into these stores. Rush into these stores, trampling on each other to save $5 on a shirt. Wow, it's an incredible scene that again reminds us of what happens to the human being when they're not thinking anymore and when they don't see the good in their lives. Because we do exist in a culture that promotes the idea that you need more and more and more to be what? To be happy. And the scene out there is a testament to this. Right now, as we speak, this is happening. People are trampling each, in, on each other, and this is why it's called literally Black Friday. Because of what? Because of the stampede of traffic. Because of the crowds out there that impede movements. And that people literally get a black eye on Saturday. <laughs> wow. I said, alhamdulillah, indeed, that we as Muslims are right here in this masjid with our families worshiping Allah Azza wa and not worshiping things that we believe make us happy. I ask you today, brothers and sisters, as we sit with our families and have this opportunity to put our heads down for Allah and say, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Are we appreciating this? And do I understand the cost, the cost of ingratitude? And what is ingratitude to you and me? It's the hardest thing. Black Friday, according to the culture, is actually a proof that indeed ingratitude is a difficult thing to practice. What is it then? It's paying attention. It's pausing to pay attention to the gifts that we already have, to think about what God has already given us and it's already enough, that we don't need more. That's what it's about and it's extremely hard that people within hours can lose it and forget about it. That they're willing to trample on each other and hurt each other for the sake of an object that they think their lives depend on it. And you know quite well that by Monday they're exhausted. Exhausted, tired, and that pleasure, temporary pleasure, has fled away. It's gone. What are the costs of ingratitude in our lives and why is it the most important thing? We know very well that we don't, when we don't see the gifts that we have in our lives, we gloss over them, we don't pay attention to them. We start seeing what we're missing in our lives and we start complaining and criticizing. We start to hate, we start to become bitter. Why is it that there is something called jealousy? Jealousy is all about what? I don't have what you have. And I want what you have. What I have is not enough. I need the bigger home. Because I think this is paradise for me. I need the bigger car, the better car, and I'm not happy with anything that I have right now. And I'm not happy with myself. And I'm not happy with my looks. And I want to fit in. And I want to get the next pair of shoes that has that 
Nike name on it or that has this athlete but that has worn it, etc., etc. It's never enough. And we know very well, I remember when I was in middle school, when I got, got those pair of shoes, I was like walking in school like, I'm the man. And people were just looking at me. Young kids like, whoa, God, the shoes. Where are those shoes? I don't even know where they are, right? Do you know where that shirt that you felt like your life depended on is right now? It's gone, it's a blip. In this larger existence of the heavens and the earth, everything disappears. Everything fades away. What are our concerns? But we know very well what we feel in our hearts when we don't see the good in our lives. We feel bitter, we feel jealous, we're constantly complaining. We wake up in the morning complaining. And I want to ask you, how did you wake up this morning? Did you wake up thinking, oh, I wish it was Wednesday again. Only if I had three days before Monday. And how many people wake up with aches and like, oh, only if my back didn't hurt. Only if I was 10 pounds less. <laughs> only if and only if and only if I'll be happy. But when, when you get there, we're never happy. It's fleeting. It disappears. But you know what comes out? What, 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 what disappears in our lives? Joy and fulfillment. Peace and stability. Relationships are literally broken when people trample on each other, seeking that thing, seeking that object, materialistic object that they feel their lives depend on it. Wow, costly indeed. And I tell you about the ultimate cost. We spoke of this hadith of Prophet Muhammad when we spoke of Adam and he associated him with Friday. He was born on a Friday, made on a Friday, excuse me. And he departed from this life on a Friday, and we know very well what Allah has given Adam and Hawa. He's given them everything they needed, gave them paradise. Can you imagine having paradise? Every single need of yours is fulfilled already. He says to him in the Quran, you shall not even experience any fatigue, any, any heat, any hunger, any thirst. You have everything and he understood. He appreciated the gift that he has. I have everything. But what happens next? The ultimate test. The shaitan comes and whispers with a thought. One voice that creeps into his head saying what? To him and Hawa, you don't have the thing. But you have Jannah. He forgot. And how often do we forget? He says to him, you don't have the tree. That tree, if you get it, what are you going to get? Eternal kingdom. He doesn't even see the tree. It's a thought about a distant tree that is very far. He's surrounded by pleasures. He's in it already. He doesn't need it. But yet a thought creeps in from the shaitan that you really need this tree. And if you get that tree, you have everything. What happens to Adam and Hawa? They start to run. Run when they're running through paradise. Can you imagine? And this is a really significant thought. If we're not careful, we don't see anything around us. They're running through paradise, seeking the tree. And they eventually, after having gone through Alano's forests and houses and, and creation of Allah, they're seeing it all, but they're thinking, I need the tree, I need the tree. Well, that reminds me of what people are doing today. Think about this, when people are rushing towards that one thing. And Adam is an honored prophet of Allah. He's indeed not driven by the same impulses. But Allah's testing him and making us see what happens with the human being when they forget. When they forget. Eventually he gets to the tree, him and Hawa. And they ate from the tree and what happens, happens. What's, what happens to them ultimately? Well first they realize what they've done. Because they literally lose their clothing, their covering. They feel disgraced by what they've done. And Allah makes them lose paradise. 
lose paradise. That in the process of not paying attention to the gifts that Allah has given them because of a whisper, they ended up losing everything. And I want to ask you today, how many, how often do we really, really show gratitude for things that we have? Say, oh, I'm very happy for this cup of water. I'm very happy for this bite of food. I'm very happy for my family. I'm very happy for my, for a lot, you know, you know, being in my life, for the home that he has given me, for the air that I'm breathing, for being in peace. Four, four, four. We only become grateful for them when we lose them. And people start to cry. Only when the gift disappears. Isn't that the ultimate lesson? Isn't that the ultimate lesson? Let me draw your attention to something beautiful in the Quran about gratitude. Because there's nothing like gratitude. It's the most life-transforming practice or habit. Yet it's extremely hard. That's why Allah says in the Quran, وَقَلِيلٌ مِنْ عِبَادِيَ الشَّكُورِ He says, very few are thankful. Sure, today we made a joke out of people being out there spending over $50 billion killing each other. Right? Over nothing. But yet, the majority of us are not necessarily thankful. And that's the statement of Allah. Most people are not thankful. Most people see what they're missing and what's wrong and not what is right. Constantly, regularly. They wake up in the morning unhappy instead of saying, wow, I'm here. They have that sense of awe at every single gift that they have. They think about it consciously, day and night. And you see the joy in them. You see the peace in them. You see their walk on earth is a different type of walk. So Allah reminds us of a, a prophet, a blessed prophet of Allah that had literally everything. Allah has given him powers beyond normal, ordinary powers. Gifts beyond the unimaginable. Beyond it. And it's <coughs> Prophet Sulaiman And Allah tells us, He says, we've given Dawood and Sulaiman, the father, the king, and his child, who was given to him as a blessing because of his gratitude. And Allah praised Dawood and when he praised him, he said about him, thankful servant. That's an amazing thing. His entire legacy comes down to a quality. Why is Dawood, David, special? Allah says because he's grateful. He's humble and he's grateful. He constantly comes back to Allah, awab. And Allah, because of his thankfulness, because he was keen to thank Allah for the gifts that Allah has given him, Allah has given him a righteous, thankful child. Sulaiman. So Allah says, I've given them knowledge. What was the response? Special knowledge. This is not ordinary knowledge. Knowledge of the reality of things beyond what we see. Not just knowledge of the books, no. They had wisdom. They had appreciation and understanding of why we exist. They saw the evidence of Allah in their whole, in, in their lives. And Allah has given them extra gifts that they can utilize in the service of Allah. What was their reaction? وَقَالَ الْحَمْدُ Their immediate impulse is to say, Alhamdulillah, we praise Allah. We acknowledge that these gifts are from Allah. That this special wisdom and knowledge is not from us. We didn't earn it. It's from Allah. They remembered their source. Then Allah gives us an instance in the life of Sulaiman that you and I desperately need today about not paying attention or paying attention. Because that's the difference in our lives. That one thought, your ability to pause and pay attention to the littlest things. And 
And when they came upon the valley, meaning Sulaiman and his army, the creation that Allah put to his service, he had jinn working for him, he had human beings working for him, he had animals working for him, he had birds working for him. Wow, what kind of a kingdom is that? Beyond imagination. Allah gave it to him as a gift so that he can use it in the service of Allah on this earth. What happens when people are given too much? They start to lose sight of where they came from. And they start to become arrogant. And that power gets to their heads. And they start to trample on themselves and everybody around them, seeking to consolidate that power and status. Isn't it true? People do not necessarily become better when they have more. That's why Allah says, be careful what you ask for. But in the case of Sulaiman, he became even more righteous and more thankful and he recognized, Ya Allah, you've given me these powers and gifts and abilities. I want to use it for your sake. So in that journey that he was taking one day to spread the goodness of Allah on this earth, to establish justice, what happens? Allah is drawing our attention to a little event, an encounter that you and I have every single day of our lives. Yet it's pointed out in the Quran in a surah called the Ants. Would you have imagined there is a surah called the ants? Are you annoyed by ants? What are your thoughts about ants? I want to ask you today. It's like, wow, I, I love ants. How many of you are just like, ah, I adore ants? I, I wake up in the morning thinking about ants. And how many of us are go crazy because of ants? Irritated by the thought of an ant. When we say it's like, oh no, call, you know, call someone to come just take them all out, right? Literally, they creep into everything that we have in our lives. Allah yet, despite that annoyance and irritation we have because of the ants, he has a surah called the ants. Why is that? So we curse them? So we say, oh indeed, Allah is going to now kind of unleash criticism on the ant, his creation. No, Allah wants to draw our attention to that ant that even Sulaiman came across. So here he is going to do big things in his life and yet Allah says when they came upon the valley of the ants, one ant stood out. One ant, one amazing, adorable, wise ant. Would you have ever thought about ants being wise, being the teacher? Here's Sulaiman about to learn from an ant. Ant, it's not a human being. It's not, it's not your daddy or mommy. It's not the teacher, it's not the scholar. No, 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 an ant. And yet Sulaiman and who he was is about to learn from that ant. What did the ant do? If you're not aware, ants live in big colonies, millions, in one colony. They all like care for each other. Can you imagine in your home, it is like a thousand people? Can you imagine like 10,000? We cannot even deal with three or four, right? Can you imagine like million, million of you in the same house and you have to feed them and to take care of them. That's how ant colonies work. Allah is telling us, think about ants. We can, sometimes cannot get along as a family as a community, Allah says, learn from the ants. Tremendous colonies, and guess who's in charge? A queen, right? And what's her job? Lay down eggs, that's all she does. But she's the boss. Nobody messes with her. And then she has, you know, you have the male ants that do nothing but help the queen, right? Produce eggs, that's it. Talk about a tough job, right? And then you have the female ants that do all the work, literally. The whole colony relies on these female ants. They do everything from building the homes to going out to collect all the food for the millions of ants in that colony. Allah is saying, aren't you astonished by the creation of Allah? Isn't that enough for you and me to say, wow, 
and pay attention to that ant that is underneath your feet instead of being annoyed by it? Would you have imagined Allah drawing our attention in the Quran to this event? And yet Allah says, pay attention. So this ant cared so much for her colony that it went out and said, hey ants, get back home. Get, get back into your homes because Suleiman is coming, him and his army, and they might trample on you without knowing. Because they're doing big things. He's not going to see an ant, so he's going to step on it without knowing. So this ant was so concerned, it cared so much for its brethren, right? The community, that it was begging them to go back home quickly. But it said that Suleiman might not know that he's doing this. This is an incredible thing. It didn't, the ant didn't accuse Suleiman of being messed up, of being a tyrant. No, 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 no. Suleiman doesn't know and he can trample on you. Get back home. What happens next? Well, Allah gave Suleiman the ability to understand the language of animals and birds and ants. That's why he thanked Allah. So what did he do? Pay attention to this. Talk about gratitude. He stopped, paused when he heard the ant, and Allah says, He starts to smile. It's like, wow, I just heard an ant. Can you imagine if we walk into this masjid, two mosquitoes or two birds start whispering your name? It's like, hey, Muhammad. Hey, Fatima. I'm here. I'm thinking about you. First of all, you'll, you either think you've gone crazy, or you might believe it and go tell your family and friends, and they're going to call you crazy. <laughs> Suggestion, don't do it, right? Don't talk. Keep it to yourself if that happens. So Naiman paused and was amused. He's like, wow, Allah just made me hear an act. I'm hearing it right now. What does he say next? Allah records his sayings. Says, Ya Allah, I'm making dark to you right now, right? Ya Allah, give me the ability to be thankful to you for the gifts you've given me and my parents. That's number one. What did he ask for? I can't be thankful on my own. Because you've seen, we've talked about today, people can lose their minds over things. In a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a split second. Adam forgot in a second and lost all of paradise. So Naiman understood and he said, Ya Allah, give me the ability to be thankful to you and not forget the gifts you've given me and my parents. He didn't forget his parents. He didn't forget his parents. Being grateful and thankful to one's parents. Number two, he said, Ya Allah, give me the ability to do good things that please you. That's gratitude. It's not just a thought in the heart. No, 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 I want to do good things with the gifts you've given me to be a giver. Ungrateful people are takers. They want to grab more. Grateful people are joyful, peaceful, and they desire to give from the gifts that Allah, that Allah has given them. That's their distinguishing feature. Ya Allah, give me that ability to use every single thing you've given me to make you happy. And then he said, Ya Allah, look at his humility. Enter me among the company of the righteous. That's all he cared about. All that happened in that encounter, how often do we come across ants, animals, environment, <laughs> family members, friends, and we trample over them as we're seeking to do big things in life. Isn't it true? Allah's saying if you're not paying attention to those closest to you, and to the gifts you already have, and even the bite of food, and you dismiss it, you don't pause to say, wow, I have that bite of food that Allah brought out of this earth through a tree. This sip of water, wow, water, who made that? What's the source of it? 
That's why we learn to say Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, night and day. In our salah right now, we're about to say Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Don't forget your source. Because you can easily lose attention and lose sight of this and lose it all. And Allah indeed says, learn from this event of Sulaiman who paused to remind himself, I cannot trample on this ant even as I seek to do big things in this life. The ant became significant to Sulaiman The littlest, tiniest, most trivial thing we don't even think about became significant to Sulaiman. That's his level of gratitude. How about you and me? How often do we not think of anyone around us? How often do we not think about giving from the gifts that Allah has given us? How often do we not become grateful for the opportunity to do good? And Allah says, this is what's going to get you everything. Indeed, the greatest source of fulfillment is gratitude. But gratitude is not easy. It's that thing that can really restore us, heal us. The broken relationships can be healed through gratitude. That's what Allah says in the Quran for husbands and wives. Remember the good between you. And to parents and children and children to parents, remember where you came from. When you're grateful for these gifts, Allah will bless them and magnify them for you. You'll keep them. They'll grow. They'll become better. What a beautiful thing to have gratitude in our lives. Yet it is the hardest thing to practice. We ask Allah to make us among the grateful. Amen. Grant us the ability to be thankful to Him for the gifts He has given us and our parents and to do righteous deeds that please Him and to enter us among the righteous. Dear brothers and sisters, indeed there is no better thought we can leave with today than to focus on that one thought. Are we paying attention to the gifts of Allah and the good in our lives? It's very simple, yet very powerful, very life-transforming. To really say Alhamdulillah, which is praise of Allah. Praise of Allah. To remind yourself, Allah has given me everything I need already. Only if I pay attention to them. I'll be elevated and raised by Allah. I'll feel that peace in my life and I'll be able to heal others around me. It's not hard. Yet Allah says, this is it. This is the gift of Allah. It's not given to anyone to everyone. That's why Allah says, min Few amongst my servants are grateful. And it is he who said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, whoever thanks, Allah will bless him with abundance. Wow, this is it. Here it is. Indeed, let us raise our hands and remember the dua of Sulaiman Because Allah recorded this in the Quran to remind us of what is important. When he raised his hands, as he walked across these ants, and we're walking across, life and our families raise our hands right now and ask with the same insha'Allah faith and trust in Allah that Allah will answer our du'as that will make us among the grateful oh Allah you are the most merciful you are the most beneficent we ask you Allah that you grant us the ability to be thankful to you for the gifts you've given us and you've given our parents to make us do good deeds that please you Ya Allah to elevate us and enter us into the 
righteous company, Ya Allah, of the beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, enter us into Jannah al-Firdaus. Make us walk a walk of humility and gratitude in this earth. Do not make us among the ungrateful, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us, Ya Allah, make our hearts flow with joy, flow with peace, Ya Allah, that it touches everything around us. Do not make us trample upon the creation, Ya Allah. Do not make us trample upon anyone, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us among the forgiven, Ya Allah. Allahumma khalana warhamna wa'fu'anna wa tawalla amrana wa ahsan khalasana. رَبِّ أَوْزِعْنَا أَنْ نَشْكُرَ نِعْمَكَ الَّتِي أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْنَا وَعَلَى وَالِدِينَا وَأَنْ نَعْمَلَ صَالِحًا تَرْضَاهُ وَأَدْخِلْنَا بِرَحْمَتِكَ فِي عِبَادِكَ الصَّالِحِينَ وَصَلِّ لَهُمْ عَلَى سَيِّدِنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ وَأَ